0: My guest for today is Lissy Whitmore, the Purple Princess. She races uh, in the BSB uh, 300 series. I I found her on Instagram through my friends at Writing Graphics, and I tell you, she was a treasure to talk to. It was interesting to know that she's a racer, and she said she struggled with self-confidence, but I was like, really? Because when she talks... It was with just confidence in how she races and being competitive. And she also represents her country uh, by being in the armed forces. So this was a fun chat. This girl has the world in her hands. does not even know it. I hope you enjoyed my chat with my new friend, Lissy Whitmore. Here we go, Wyatt. Yes. I know. I love this. (laughs) I always say it every time, but I do. It's my favorite part, man. Here we go. One, two, three. Hey, it's BT with Tails from a Gemini, and my guest today, I, I, sw- I think this is the only time the, my guest was just as excited as, as I am to talk to them. Like it was, I could feel the excitement. And so, my guest today, and w- and the great thing about it is, I I literally saw them on I was following an account on Instagram called Riding Graphics, and they put the picture up. I said, for some reason, I go, I got to talk to this person. I've got to talk to this person. And so I talked to them. I think they relayed the message, and, and it, it all came together. And now I have as my guest the Purple Princess, number thirty four, the pride of Lancashire. Yeah, uh, Lissy Whitmore. How you doing, Lissy? I'm
1: very good, thank you. How are you?
0: I am splendid. I'm, I'm happy to be talking to you. I'm so happy because, you know, you you are more than just one. You, you race and you also represent the country and you're a cadet with the Army.
1: Yes, I am. Yes, I am indeed.
0: Um, and how did that come about? We're going to get everything about your life, but how did that come about?
1: Army cadets were through secondary school, but racing is my dad's. That, it's my dad's fault. And that's the word, the fault bit. Um, but he was he used to be, uh, he used to race in the BSP, oh, sorry, no, used to work in the BSP pad, like he's never raced before. Um, but he used to work in a team, an old team. Um, and he's ridden bikes on the road and like to commute, purely commuting and stuff like that. So his old best friend, who he used to work for, said, come and have a look at this pit bike racing, supermoto racing. And they were like, right, okay. He brought his kids and dad brought me. <laughs> I, dad, I want to have a go. Five years later, here we are. <laughs> Sorry, dad. Uh, racing the British championship in one of the biggest teams in the championship and, whoops um sorry I guess um my grandparents uh my mum's my mum's parent my mum's parent my mum's dad was in the army I've always kind of encouraged it on his grandchildren because I've got two cousins on that side no sorry four cousins on that side but we kind of there was only three of us that really saw because they were all out and about everywhere and um, he always encouraged us and my cousin joined the army cadets then left so I was like, I'm gonna have a go and see if I can stick to it. And I'm in my final year now.
0: Congratulations! Um, Congratulations! Yeah. I mean, now is, is is that part of your character about like you always go, I want to try that? Are you very daring like that? Like I want to try that, give it a go, and if I complete it, then great. Have you always yes. been? Have you always been that way?
1: Yes, absolutely. So I've I've done a lot of sports. Like I was. in in primary school, which is like, I don't know what that equivalents to you guys over there. It's like um, middle school, maybe. I think that's what it's called. It's it's between kindergarten and high school. That little bit there.
0: Well, we call it elementary, Um, we call it elementary, middle school, and then high school. I mean, between kindergarten and high school, it goes elementary, middle, high school. Now I grew up in the country, kind of a country boy. So it was elementary, junior high, high school. So I'm a little different. I'm a little different, I'm a little backwards
1: okay so i'll get i'll say then to the a from is like six, six, to 12, 6 to 12 i was a cross country runner so i did a lot of like running around fields and stuff like that
0: okay uh,
1: play football as well
0: were you good and then, were you good <laughs> <laughs> um what, then, what, what, what position what position did you play what, uh, hold on midfielder were you midfielder uh,
1: I play two that are polar opposite. What you play? When we had a really good goalkeeper, I was a striker. When we had a really, really good striker, I was a goalkeeper. <laughs> and I'm five foot four, and you can see these massive goals, and it's just like I can't even touch the top, let alone just... I was always jumping around and stuff like that. Uh, but... As I moved to secondary school, obviously the doors opened in so many sports. Mm-hmm. I still in. I was in the football team. I tried out for rugby. I did hockey. I did trampolining. I started swimming and then they fell through with that club because there wasn't the staff. Um, I started going to the gym like properly, but obviously I needed to do that anyway for the sport. But I started going to the school gym um, and they tried to get me to do weightlifting and stuff like that. And I was like... No. I'm okay.
0: <laughs> Why um, was that? Why You don't want to get bulky? Why was that? Why didn't you want to go weight, <laughs> weight training?
1: Do all that sort of, the, the, that's the only thing I won't do is like proper like competitive weightlifting.
0: Why? What's, what's wrong with that?
1: I don't see the appeal. It just doesn't really, I don't know. Uh, but lots of my college friends now do it. Um, well, not competitive, but they're like big. And they can lift like twice their body weight. And I'm just like, oh, okay, you, you do that. Okay. Right. You can lift like three of me, but that's fine. Um, but it's, I'm very open to doing everything. I mean, cadets wise, this year, I've really thrown myself into something that is like unreal. So it's called Combat Cadet.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. The
1: game is just like, um it was last year we i was i w- we were asked this, as a troop um as positions opened up two positions opened up for this competition called Comeback cadet i didn't have a clue i had no idea and i went to the first training day because you have to have loads of training for this and i sat there and i was like oh my god this is serious stuff because it's like they're giving this like it's like 12 to 17 year olds, they're training us how to be infantry soldiers and then compete as infantry soldiers. And the information you have to know, you have to know, um, it's called marksmanship principles, which is like how you handle a weapon. You have to know like word for word, every single question, like answer to this question, you have to know um, the firing rate as a section, the firing rate as a single weapon um you've got to know the distances it shoots and the caliber of the weapons and but you have to there's a there's a written test there's loads of practical but there's one written test and you have to know everything word for word as it's given to you on the answer sheet otherwise you don't get the mark did you get it i don't know the competition's next week
0: oh oh so i'm i'm interfering with your study time
1: no, no, no. I've done like we. I know most of it, but we all work as a team. Like
0: we've got our little area. Well, so, well, you don't want to know most of it. You want to know all of it. You want to be the best soldier possible. I want you to be the female Rambo. I want you to be. I want you to be Rambetta. Ramboetta. Yeah. How about that, Ramboetta? <laughs> That's the female Rambo. I mean, now is the greatest time. It's 2022. Enough with the male stuff. It's time for the females to come in and start kicking ass. So you're going to be Ramboetta. That's what you're going to be. I'm better. Okay. And, I'll try. And, the, I'm the only, and then you're going to transfer into to the female Jason Bourne. That's what you're going to be. So whenever you oh. line up on the grid and people give you crap and give you grief, right, that night you'll sneak into their room and, and no more. You'll, you, <laughs> you'll slaughter the competition, literally.
1: I'll try. Um, I mean, I'm not I, actually SAS soldier doesn't really like unappeal to me. I'd have a go at that. I'd probably get through two days of training before I get. Like, off you go. You're not ready for this. Um,
0: (laughs) uh, Now, now, now do you ever want to, like, be maybe a a Special Forces, maybe? um,
1: Not, probably not Special Forces, because that, I've seen some, I've watched loads of documentaries on, like, stuff like the SAS and, um, and like, Navy SEALs and stuff, and it's, like, a little bit scary, a little bit too intense. So, I've... I've looked into a lot of Royal Air Force, um, US Air Force, bit of the army, like bit of the British Army as well, because my obviously my granddad was in the army, as I said, he was uh, uh, in the tanks. Uh, but there was one kind of thing that really appealed to me in the RAF. It's called right. This is a very long name. I can't remember the abbreviation, so I'm going to have to just bombard you with this it's called a weapon systems operator multi-engine airload master
0: oh okay Simpl- what, what the hell is that
1: simple, the simplest thing i can say is i'm getting paid 42 grand a year to throw land rovers out the back of big planes
0: oh like a mission impossible
1: yes so i'll, what I'll be like in charge of like getting it's mostly at the minute charity stuff because it's like there's not really any massive things going on apart from Ukraine. So if I was in now, I'd be talking about that and stuff like that. But it's in charge of taking one object or a group of objects. so It could be people, vehicles, food and water for charity things from in the plane, on the plane, off the plane, unload it to people that need it and then getting back on the plane and coming home again. I'm in charge of that.
0: That's you. You're the one that's in charge. Tr- You're the head honcho, the big cheese.
1: Yeah, yeah, that would be what. I, yeah, the big cheese. That's exactly who I'd be. But not there yet. I'm still in college, but I can I can dream at the minute.
0: I'm gonna call you Lizzie, the big cheese. How about that? That's gonna be on your bike, Lizzie, the big cheese Whitmore. How about that? All
1: right. Yep. Yeah, I'll do that. But as as <laughs> that is done. Screenshot is on my story. I tag you in it, and that's
0: it. Okay. Yeah. Well, well, listen. What if Let's just say, what if your motorcycle career takes off at the same time your military career takes off and they coincide, what, what will happen then?
1: So, I didn't think about this. This is the thought that has been on my mind 20, like, almost 24-7 some days. Um, the, both the Army and the RAF have a really good system of, if you do a sport, you're going to be doing your sport more than you do your job. And it's brilliant. I've been what I worked alongside the army road racing team, multiple. Like I've been working with them in there cause they do an endurance race, which is like hours and hours and hours. And I've been down there helping them. And, um, they sent me a load of stickers as well, which are like up here. They've got me loads of these. There's more up there, but they've got these massive like stickers, and everything.
0: I want those. So, I want you to send me one of those, please.
1: I can't. They're meant to go on a bike they all have to be they're all being used so they'll like um when i get my hands on one that's my own and i haven't got like stickers from my um, my team um but they've always said to me this the minute you join you tell us and you have a space if you're if you're not already pre-involved which i don't know whether that will be a thing for me or not next year or whenever i join but i have to get through the two years in college first before i see where i am at in racing wise and career wise and stuff like that
0: no no no, no. what's your, what's your major in college what's your major in college
1: it's not college over here isn't the same okay it's pretty much a rerun of high school you don't really have to pay for your entry to the college but you have to pay for your uniform okay. and go on trips and stuff so i'll be getting when i finish hopefully i'll have a extended diploma in public services it public services is pretty much just um i don't know how to describe it it's like psychology criminology law politics government It all of that it's basically studying how to be a policeman, an ambulance crew, army, RAF, Navy. It's what they do behind the scenes and how they deal with it. But then you have to have the psychology side for, um, and then you apply it in an exam and stuff like that, and politics for politicians. It is just all the services all combined into a subject.
0: I feel like you have a passion for for uh, military like that's I mean I know you like you said you know your grandparents but I feel like you have a calling for that also just like why is that for you personally why is that for you a calling
1: I honestly I don't know where it's well I know where it's coming from grandparents but my I don't know personally why it appeals to me so much I mean I've got if it wasn't if I wasn't doing that it was a very last minute thing for me um I was doing, I was due to start animal care, which is like obviously biology and animal studies at college. And then it just clicked on me like two weeks before we started, I was like, I don't want to do this. This isn't what I want to do. Um, So I rang the closure. I was like, look, I need to change my course. And they were like, we've got two weeks. Are you sure this is exactly, I was like, yeah, I need to do this. This is exactly what I want to do. But my parents have said to me multiple times, we knew you'd be in the forces, like it is, like we don't know where it's come from from that, and They don't know where it's come from, and I don't really know where it's come from. I just have this like utter love for the forces and the lifestyle and what they do for people. It's it's what they really do for people, having like helping them and stuff like that. That just it just really kind of appeals. You, and I don't know.
0: Do you feel like you know, that? Do you feel like that's your calling?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think so.
0: That, I mean that thing gets okay. So beforehand, growing up, now are you the only child? Yep, only child. Oh, so you're like the you're like the baby, and the, I mean you're like the the one they get all the affection. So are you are you spoiled? Are you a spoiled brat?
1: I don't think I'm spoiled. I think my <laughs> of dog, course
0: you don't think you're spoiled. No, no. I
1: honestly, I think my dog's more spoiled. <laughs> my mom honestly loves the dog. When we got the dog, it was like any time she walked into the house, it'd be like. Hello, Milo, and all that, and then walk into my room, peer on the door at like this, and then walk away. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting all day, day at work, you, all of that. Um, but no, my, honestly, the stuff my parents do for me, there's like, there is nothing on this earth that I could do to repay what they've done. Of course, it's, just, oh, it's unreal. I mean. The sacrifices and the hours, oh my God, the hours my parents work, it just, it makes me feel sick sometimes. Like my mum, bless her, she's like, she's a carer. My mum's a carer and my dad drives lorries.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: So my mum like nonstop from eight till some nights, 10 o'clock at night, eight in the morning till 10 is like, and she does that almost every day.
0: Well, listen, being a parent, you're the. I mean, honestly, it's like the, it's, that's their love. You're their passion, and all they want, from what I'm hearing from you, I think all they want is for you to be happy, find your passion, and direct it on that. And you know what? Their work will be done, and they're seeing you, what you're putting your passion into with racing, and in with the services like you, like you're talking about. And honestly, they won't tell you this, but that's their satisfaction knowing that that you're growing up, like, you know, people your age, you know, they could be in the trouble. You could be doing drugs. You could be doing whatever, you know, you're in the middle of a field doing whatever, cow tipping, eating mushrooms, seeing, like, stuff melting. and like, wow, man, freaky. But you're going on a good path, and I guarantee you, your parents are so proud. Of you. Even though they're putting all their direction toward the dog, they're so proud of you. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. I, I mean that. So,
1: yeah. I, I honestly agree. Like, they, I, we don't, like, Honestly, we don't show affection to each other, but I don't think I tell them enough how appreciative I am of them. Because, like, my mum works the hours as well, but my dad stays out like nights and sleeps in a lorry and then like sets off for journeys. Like, they work insane hours, and like I know what I'm doing, like my racing and when I go to cadets and what I do at college. It's making it feel justified, but it to me that just doesn't feel enough.
0: Like. Well, trust me, it is, it is, because like I said, if you're growing your passion and they see that you're putting your time and effort in it, you're not just like, you know, willy nilly in it, you're really putting your time and effort and you're putting your passion into it. That's what a parent wants. A parent wants the best for their kid, and if their kid is finding a positive avenue and they're putting their direction into it, that makes the parent know, hey, I'm doing a good job, and you are doing a good job. So, okay, so when it comes to the racing part, are you a competitive person, and, or did the racing bring that out of you?
1: I was. I think I've always been a competitive person because I've always been, like, sporty. So when I was in my football, I used to just, like, no prisoners, run from, like, one end of the field to the other, not pass the ball. I'd just run. The... No, no, nothing. Rugby was the same. Hey,
0: did you get any fights? Um, did, did you get any fights?
1: Uh, I've been, yeah, I've been in a few. Not <laughs> football, a few. Um, a, a few boys, which... The- Shocks people. Yeah, I've been in a few. That's just not worth talking about. Um, oh, no,
0: oh, come on now! Did you win? Did you win?
1: I didn't. No hands were allowed to be thrown because <laughs> members of beforehand. So nobody, nobody threw any hands. Um, but that's second rule. Well, I don't do that's not what I do. <laughs> I'm
0: not,
1: I don't like being violent, but if you're gonna violate me, then. Just I don't like being put down or I don't, I don't like my friends being put down either. So I think nine times out of 10, it was something that somebody said to one of my mates, like, don't mess with my mates sort of thing.
0: Well, I, um, that's beautiful. But that, but you know what? That's part of being in the military thing that we talked about. You're standing up and taking up for people. And that's basically what the military does. I mean, so that is falls in line, which I think is beautiful. Good for you. But I tell you what you need to do is learn some ground fighting techniques. Learn how to do jujitsu and learn ground fighting.
1: I really, honestly, really, really like it because I listen well, me and my dad on the way to racing. Um, he listens to like Joe Rogan and stuff like that, and loads of other people. And like until now, we had I didn't even know that you had a podcast, I thought you were just a comedian. So I'm definitely <laughs> going to, like drag him into listening to you a lot more. I mean, I think he's been mad about it for the past few days. Um, but he knows that Joe Rogan and I can't remember who he listened to the other day that some, somebody really unexpected does like mixed, mixed martial arts. I'm just like, they're like four foot. And they do MMA, backing the crap out of people. And it's like,
0: well, what? Well, well, let me tell you something, Lizzie. Here's what it is. My wrestling coaches tell me this. It's not the size of the dog that's in the fight. It's the size of the fight that's in the dog. Okay, so yeah. so being 5'4", it's the size of the fight. It's in the dog, and you be a dog. Okay? All right, yeah, all right, okay. I'm definitely
1: going to have a go at something once I've, once I've got a bit more time on my hands, which is running a lot, like, time's running low for me uh, recently. So
0: Listen, here's when what, I get... Here's what you do. On the grid, when you're in a race, before you put the helmet on, just turn around, look at your opponents and go, Hoo-hoo-hoo. And then put your helmet on. And I guarantee they'll be like, what is, what was that about? And they'll be so like, what the hell? And then you put your helmet on. And then they'll be like, what the, and by then they'll be so out of it mentally, you'll have them beat. Yes. You start, I'll
1: I'll, I'll give it a
0: go. Start barking. Just start barking or go, oh, like that. And then put your helmet on. And And I guarantee you, you'll throw them off so much mentally, they'll be like, She's correct, and by then they'll go correct, you'll have a lead right there. <laughs> Guarantee you. You, you. You'll be three tenths ahead going into the whole shot. You'll get the whole shot by three tenths just by doing that. Because they'll be like, I can't believe she just, ooh, and then you are you're already gone. You're done. Yep. I'll try that then.
1: That's I'll, I'll the things to try, and I'll get someone to film it for you. <laughs> there
0: you go. Got it. Okay, so listen, your journey started. From what I read, you started in 2017 on an Easter. That's when you got on a bike for the first time.
1: Yeah, that was the first, very first time. No. Yes. Very first time I rode on a circuit. Okay. Um, but <laughs> I had a bit of a an accident two weeks before that. So I, until 12, never ridden a bike before. Geared bike, nothing. I'd done nothing. Not done motocross. i have not done mini motos. I jumped on at 12 and threw myself into deep end of the pool. Um, we went out onto an airstrip, very like an old abandoned airstrip. And I was just going up and down, trying to learn like the very basics of riding the bike, like the gears, the accelerator, braking, all that. Um, and we were stopping for the day and I had no idea what gear I was at. No idea what gear I was in. And I was in about, I think I was in third gear. And my glove caught the end of my um, my accelerator and I let the clutch out thinking I was in neutral and I flipped it. <laughs> um, it was good we were calling it a day anyway because I snapped the throttle cable in the crash. Like it came back and sma- and smashed it. So we stuck it on like the guard and put everything on with duct tape. And I, um, I went out to uh, track day two weeks later uh, on Easter Sunday. And... From then, we went out, I think it was from that, we hadn't had a free weekend after that in about three-ish years. We wow. never
0: stopped. Now, now, did you know once you did that track day, like, this is it right here. This is what I found, that this is my thing.
1: Initially, I was very, I was very anxious. It was very hard for me to, like, boost myself to get up and go out there because all i'd ever done has been like a football pitch and run round places and stuff like that like i knew i wanted to do it obviously i knew i wanted to do it if i didn't want to do it i would have said stop yeah but it was really initially really hard for me to like get myself on and going again um once i kind of got the hang of that everything was fine And once I realised that it was like as the faster that I went, the easier it was going to be, like because that was the like the faster you go, the more stable it is. But I was like my first track day tootling around in first gear, not really getting anywhere. Um, My poor dad was sitting at the sideline going, "Oh my god, the engine!" getting up the gears it was a lot easier for me and I got I really got the hang of it and it was then that it was then every weekend every spare evening that my dad wasn't at work we'd go out and find evening sessions and stuff like that Mm -hmm. um every free weekend we were at um a track near Leicester called Stratton um and we met some we met some really amazing people that really like helped me along and got me so much further and made it worse. I got the addiction worse. <laughs> uh, but once I'd done that track days, that was it. And that, I got away and I'd loved it never, never, stopped loving it.
0: Now, when did you know you had something special as far as the racing-wise? Because, you know, we can all do track days and have a good time. You know, I've done track days, had a great time, but I go racing wise. I don't know if I'd be good racing, but when did you know? Hey, maybe I'm, I, 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 there's, I have a little bit something special in the fact that I can race and be good at it.
1: I, I won't. I, I never lie. I never really twigged that I was actually doing something right until January this year. Really. Yeah
0: why now? why why is that because you you've won races so why was that what made you think what made you think that until then
1: i have a i've like it's a very big issue for me i have a real issue and lack a lot of self-belief and i've got a lot of like anxiety towards a lot of things so that make really like makes me struggle like being able to believe in myself um don't get me wrong. I've had these little, like, little periods where I've just gone, "Oh yeah, this is this is brilliant. I'm doing great." Um. But it was when I got, like, got my first meeting with the team to, to for them to, like, decide where we were going with this, and when I actually signed that contract, like, the name OMG Rich OMG Racing, Rich Energy OMG Racing, it was like, oh, I've actually done something right. This is. Br- Unbelievable. Like, I went into a shock, like a pure, genuine shock. Like couldn't eat, just completely shocked myself.
0: Really? Yeah. I find that, that, is I, fa- like. I find that fascinating and you said that. I mean, I really do because... I mean, yeah, well, I think we all do. At least I think people, if they admit, I think we all go through those periods. But now, did you do anything to help strengthen your, your confidence in yourself, like like read books on, on strengthening yourself mentally or, or maybe even try meditating or anything like that to, to strengthen your belief in yourself? And, and why did you have that? that? Like that kind of like anxiety or like, maybe I'm not good enough until, like I said, until you signed the contract. I, I
1: have no idea where it all comes from, to be honest, because the, the stuff that I've done, like i look back on it now and it's like that's pretty sick like wow how did i do that sort of thing um i don't know where it comes from and i don't know why but i just find my way, i find my way through it and i i can't meditate because i can't concentrate very quick like i just like i can't do anything like i can't sit still i have no concentration um like to like do anything over race, like it's everything is when I've got something that I need to do, like racing, it's on, and that's it. Like I can't fix it, and it like I can't get away from it, and that's it, sort of thing. I and see- that's why like get off the bike, and I'll take my helmet off, and I'll just sit there, like face off, and just have to think and be really quiet for a good fifteen minutes. Um, but I've taken, uh, I did this course that. um Sam Lowe's is has done and helped, like, kind of bring on with Craig Muirhead. It's uh, performance principles, and it does it gives you all that, like, the self belief mm-hmm. and um, loads of different, like, psychology things and mindset and everything like that. Um, but other than that, I haven't really been able to do anything like meditate because I just don't sit still for long enough. <laughs> so. I don't
0: know. Well, you know, you, you get you have to find your process. And I, honestly, sometimes it takes forever to find what works for you. And obviously what's working for you is working for you because you're at a place now. And what hold are you now? 17? How old are you?
1: I'm 17. Yeah. You're this
0: 17. Is- I mean... You've got the world right here. And I don't even know if you realize it. So you're on a great path without even really knowing it. And some people are adults walking the streets right here. I don't know if you can see. Like the great thing about this studio is we're on the on the street level. So people pass by. That's why I wave sometimes. And there's adults who don't know what they want to do and never know what they did with their whole life. They don't find a passion. And, and they don't know how to get to this place mentally. And where you're at is beautiful without knowing. And for me, personally for me, I, I that book The Secret helped me out so much. It got me on a positive path and you, you know, helps with self-belief. And there's a new book called The Pro, uh, Project 369 if you get a chance. It, it's another great book that helps with the mental process and goal setting or whatever and you know, where you need to be. And I listen to a lot of podcasts, the performance mindset uh, podcast which I think they're English guys, you know. I, re, I listen to that. Everything whatever gets you to where you have to be is Whatever, whatever it takes to get you where you have to be mentally, I think it's great. And I love the fact that you said that. And I find that fascinating because, you know, I'm looking at your bio and just everything you've done. And for some reason, when I saw your graphic on writing graphics, I love those guys. When I saw that, there's something about it to go, I have to talk to her. I, I did go, I have to talk to her. I, there's something about, I think, women in motorsports or women in, in a male-dominated field that makes me go, you know that to me is right there is strong right there shows your mental strength to be in, in in a in a sport where it's basically male dominated and you're going in and you're you're I'm gonna say dominating but you're where you're at where you're at, where you're at now you're so much ahead of everybody else I don't know if you even realize that
1: yeah it's it's definitely something that I'm now recently coming to terms with it and I don't really like I don't really talk about things like this like openly because it's just something that people it will just shock people so much to the point they don't believe me but it's honestly like I didn't I didn't know like how far I'd come or realize how far I'd come until this the start of this year and it's like I've done I don't know what I don't even know how to like I've been in British championships against people and been top five battling for a top five position like there was 50 points between first to fifth and I was in that and it was um, my friend Ash Barnes, Joe Duggan, Zach Shelton and Luca Allen. And I was the fifth. And they're all up at the front of the class I'm in this year. One of them's, Two of them have gone to two completely higher classes. One of them almost won it. And the other, well, sorry, three of them have gone to completely higher classes. And one of them's won it and they've gone to another class as well. I'm then now back behind everybody else and thinking, hang on, I've been with them. I've battled between There was 50 points for the British Championship between us five. Um, but it's, it's like, and then winning my first ever race, which was only just last year, um, it was wet. And I was on a grid with bikes that could, that had the potential to be a lot faster than I am. And I won it outright. Um, it was a scary race, very scary, because um, there's a really, really, really tight. Literally comes right back on you, and it's banked. Uh, but sometimes that the bank can kind of take you completely off guard and just wipe straight out. Um, and me and this this other lad on the same kind of bike, we were just like that the whole race. And he outbraked me into the corner the lap before, and it was quite a risky one because he did it quite late, and it's wet. So I was like, I really want this. Um, And I've got to do it for myself and for Ben, who I'll talk about in a sec. Um, Because he's had a lot to do with it as well. Um, And the next lap, I braked twice as late as he did. The bike went sideways. I used a few words in my helmet.
0: (laughs) What'd you say? What'd you say? We're uncensored here. What'd you say?
1: (laughs) Go. I'm not a swearer. I don't do that. Um, But I got through him and I think that was the point where he just went, I'm done now. She can have that. Not going to, because if, we have a lot of like a, we're not stupid. Like, when we know the point of limit, that is the limit. Don't do that. Don't go any further. Yeah. And I think he just, you know what? If I try that again, if I try something else, she's going to do it better. She's going to risk it a bit more. So, I'll just leave it at that.
0: Three laps later, done. Well Where maybe Well maybe that well maybe that's your process. Maybe you say you don't have a belief in yourself, but maybe just going out there and doing it instead of thinking about it, maybe that is your process. You know what I mean? Because sometimes I get in my head sometimes and I think too much when I should just do. And sometimes I do when I should think and maybe your process is just the fact that you're like you say you're if you're if you're with the top people in your sport with 50 points between you guys and you're racing with them that shows you right there that you are one of the elite and, and, if you, and so you're not thinking about that so your process from thinking and what you're telling me is for you it's best to just do cuz you don't get in your head just do go out there and do you know i mean and if i was your coach whatever and you're out there i go listen just go do that's what I'm saying. Just go do, because you're not down thinking. Just go do, and that way your head is clear. And when it, like you said, when you said it, when you're racing, you're like, boom, I'm all there. And you said, I want to do this for for whatever. And Ben also, and he said, you got it sideways. And that guy knew, like, okay, she's risking it all. Eh, that's okay. You know, I'll come back maybe another day and get her, but she can have this one. And, and I think that's beautiful. And that is your process. Oh yeah, yeah. It's
1: I'm very much like I don't like, even outside racing, I don't make plans or anything, it's just like message a mate up, well, ring a mate up, do you want to go out tomorrow? Yeah, all right. see see you at, what, four o'clock? Yeah, okay. That was it and that's it, like, I don't make plans, I don't pre -pre prepare like, well, obviously I do a certain amount of pre-preparation because that's it's needed sometimes. Right. Um, Like, you can go and go and watch another race where you're waiting for your race, like, 15 minutes you need to make sure you're back so that you can like sit there and just kind of chill out and just make everything like get get into that focus before you just like throw yourself in it but once you're in it there's no like nothing you can do to plan. so then I very much then adapted to be like that um but it's certainly something that it's very much on the edge and very very much like unplanned you just got to do
0: now, are there any races that you looked up to, like, like you go, I kind of want to be like this person here, or or, or is there not? Or you like feel like you maybe you're the first, or, or you look at Anna Carrasco, maybe another female who's doing the damn thing, and you go, okay, I want to be like her, or I don't know. You just seem like you're in your own little world, which I think is great. It's like you're making your own way and your own kind of path, and I, I kind of dig this, man. So, yeah, tell me, were there any role models for you?
1: There's, There's a very good few role models for me um there's two well four very personal ones for four very personal um so we've got first um is jenny timmouth um i met jenny when i was i was like i think i was about 12 and we went to watch one of their test days they went for a test evening on the superbikes and i brought my friend grace we've been friends for 10 years 12 12 years now at least um and we went along and got a photo with her. And then, what now, three, four years later, she's, I've got her in my phone and I'm talking to her and stuff like that. Uh, so, Jenny, definitely for the female and what you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> my dad's obviously a very big inspiration, and my family and all and that sort of because my dad's uh, very passionate about bikes. Sometimes he says that he doesn't like it because of all the frustration and the struggles, but I know he does. It's not, you can't <laughs> bike. Um, but my dad, definitely. Um, we've got Dominic Hogan. If you get the chance, get him on this podcast. He's absolutely nuts. Um, and brilliant. Um, but he very much helped me after we lost my other inspiration, which is Ben. Uh, ben Godfrey, he was a British superbike rider. He was in the Superstock 1000 class. Uh, we met him when I was at pit bike racing like just going for a test day um but I um I didn't actually know who it was until my dad said the name and I knew the name but not for the for the same reason Ben Godfrey's also a player that used to play for my football team so I was like I didn't know he rode a so I went no it's not one. um but me and Ben really like, helped me out. We used to go on a lot of like pit bike days, even during COVID. We were on the Xbox playing like better bike games and having a bit of banter. Um, and then we lost him in 2020, 2020 June, July, 2020. Um, it, was, it was an accident at Donington Park. Um, but if I've got a goal, well, I've got lots of goals, but if I've got at least one goal that I have to do, is I've got to race at least one race in the stock 1000 race. Cause that's what he used to do. Wow. Um, wow. But it was like, it was like a kind of, it's a very big incentive for me wow. is if I'm going to do it for Ben. Yeah. That's, so,
0: that's beautiful. No, I mean that, that is, that's beautiful. That hits hard, man. Good for you. What like? Okay, can, can you tell us like one of your goals, or do you you keep them under wraps, or can you explain? Tell me like I, some of your goals.
1: I've got so the, obviously I've got the stock one thousand goal. I've got to at least do a few races, stock one thousand British Championship. But the main is, is the Isle of Man TT and do the road racing.
0: What, what is it about that for you guys over and across the pond? What is it about that damn race that you guys want to It's so dangerous. It's so just nuts. I mean, I try to show my, my producer here, who's only like three years older than you, and this guy is killing it. You would love this guy. He's killing it. He's, he's Yeah, he tells me what to do. And I'm like, all right, whatever. And I I listen to him because he knows what he's doing. So, you young kids are killing it. So, yeah, but I show him what the out of TT and he just thinks it's nuts. I think it's nuts. What is it about that race that appeals to you?
1: It's, I was right. So, this is a very big line I use a lot. And I like the adrenaline. And it is, I mean, I was in a documentary last year and it's the opening line. It's me saying, I like the adrenaline. But it is, (gasps) It's the pure feeling. If you haven't got, like, on a racetrack, you've got that runoff and you've got that whole, like, you've got the safety almost. Um, And that's the scary bit. Uh, The Ironman TT and the road races, you don't have that. You've got, if you're going to fall off, you've got to be lucky. Um, But you've got, you're going around corners and you've got your head that close from a wall or a tree or you look like if you fall off, you're going down a cliff. Like, it's really bad the way (laughs) you describe it but it's like mental, it's so unboring to me. Like it could, every lap could be different. Whereas uh, like at short circuits, you've got the same lap over and over and over and over again. But the roads, obviously I've not ridden one yet. I'm not of legal age to re- ride it yet until-, <laughs> until um,
0: is, it, is everything oh, okay with the dog? Everything okay? Is somebody breaking in? What's going on?
1: Oh, no, it's probably somebody comes to the door. My mom's probably gone out or something, um, but- yeah, it's the pure danger of it. It's not boring. It's so unboring to, to everybody. Like, I've got... i And I've ironically and, like, completely by accident surrounded myself with people that do the road racing. And it's just got more and more and more appealing to me. I mean, my... Um, so how Valentina Rossi has Ucio. I've got Andrew Fisher. He come... He, like... His job is holding my helmet on my water bottle for me, walking around the paddock holding a water bottle and doing, and just being there to keep me grounded because I feel like I kind of needed that. And my dad last year when we were on our own needed an extra pair of hands. So he was, Andy was there doing that as well. Always. Oh, Robertson uh, road racer. Um, one of my other helpers, Adrian Crosson road racer. Um, I've always loved the roads. My dad loves the roads. Um, and something as well to do with the road something really odd happened to me at Alton Park last year I don't know how I didn't remember any of this like I don't understand how it just kind of slipped but I've done so much it's just whatever and I was stood in a group of people outside the cafe Alton Park it was dark it was quite late so I probably didn't see most of the people stood around me I was stood with uh, Dean Harrison, Davy Todd, John McGuinness, Michael Dunlop, which I didn't see, Bill Quayle, and a few other road racing lads. I mean, Michael Dunlop, I didn't even know how I missed that man. <laughs> like, like, look, I looked up to him so much. Um, but it was like, I was just stood with these legends that I'd looked up to for so, so long. And it was just so unreal. And then probably another factor is I um, my boyfriend's Irish, and they do a lot of road racing in Ireland. So it's like I'm all for the road racing sort of thing.
0: Are, are you going to do the Northwest 200?
1: I'm going to do the Northwest 200. I'm going to do the Southern 100. Yes! I'm yes! going to do everything I can.
0: Yes! You are, you are one of my <laughs> new heroes now. You are my new sheroes. You're one of my new sheroes now. <laughs> I mean that. I think that is so... And you met... Peter Hickman, I met Peter Hickman when I was in, I met Peter Hickman when I was in, I went to Cadwell a couple years ago, I went to Cadwell Park a couple years ago, and I think I met him at Cadwell, but I think I met him, no, I met him at uh, Silverstone, I think I met him at. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but
1: I'm Peter Hickman, I was in Spain uh, two years ago, no, 2019, for COVID, I went out in November for like right, near my birthday because I'm on November 3rd. It was like a few weeks after my birthday. No, a few weeks before my birthday it was in October. And I had a full day with Peter Hickman on the second day in. And he was brilliant. Lovely guy. Love him. Um, and then when we had, we had a few issues with my R3 last year. No, 2020, year before. Um, and he sorted them all out, fixed the bike for me. Um, and he fitted my kits to my old R3 as well. So yeah, Peter Hickman as well, definitely somebody I look up to definitely.
0: How can anybody uh, not want to help you? I mean you got you've got everything, you've got the passion and you like I said, you've got the servitude to want to serve your country as a cadet. I mean, how can anybody not want to help you? I mean, sir, you're golden. You're golden like Ponyboy, I'm telling you. Seriously, you've got everything going on. I think it's great. And this year, and I'm going to ask you, how are you dealing with mentally the fact that you're supposed to race in uh, is the, the BSB 300 series? Yep, that's
1: at GSU Sports
0: 1. Okay, now, yep. I know you recently had sponsors pull out. How do you deal with that mentally? I mean, because, you know, you're, you're all set, and all of a sudden they go, well, I mean, whatever, I don't have the money or whatever, and you got to go, ah, oh, how do you go? Okay, I gotta don't let that affect me, my racing, and whatever. How do you deal with that?
1: So, it's easy. It's easy to deal with, but at the same time, it's being able to replace the like the people. Um, so, um, obviously, you don't get these sort of rides for free. It's you pay. Like everybody else has to pay, you pay. Um, and having somebody that's quite a big pull out, it's a shock. More than anything but then you kind of got to persevere and get on with it and try and find so another plan you've got to deal with it like really accordingly and just but at the same time you can't let it affect the way you ride or the way that you go about things um but it's relatively relatively easy to kind of deal with it is it it can be hard when you realize like oh god the the money's like kind of it feels like it's slipping away right but there's always ways to sort it like there's people that will that will be willing to help you at some point i mean sometimes it isn't their fault that they can't but that is just that is the way it is you just got to deal with it and it um it's a very cruel world sometimes with the way that things fall but like i said you just got to deal with that there's nothing you can do and it's relatively easy for somebody to deal
0: with You've got the mental fortitude. I don't know what the hell you're talking about with this belief in yourself. You've got the mental fortitude. You're telling the answers, not even just bullshit, and you're telling the real truth. And I'm going, what, 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 what is that? I don't believe in myself crap. You're pulling my leg there, Lizzie. You're pulling my leg there, Purple Princess, and I, and I, don't, I don't appreciate that at all. I mean you've got it you've got the mental you've got the competitiveness you've got everything I mean you got the the right attitude I just think you're going to be I'm going to ask you this question before, oh, the time's running out I'm going to ask you this question when we get out of here if you had to pick if they go okay we got a ride for you in Moto3 and the GP Championships but you also have a ride at the Isle of Man TT and the Northwest 200 that year but you can't do Moto3 which one will it be? You gotta ride for Isle of Man TT or Moto 3, Moto GP, what's it gonna be, Lacy? We need to an answer right now.
1: It won't be Moto three. Honestly, it won't be Moto three. Um The bike, too small. I don't like being on small, compact, like nasty, like little tiny bikes. It just doesn't fit right. It doesn't sit right on my shoulders, it just it's bad.
0: Okay, so it's, um, okay, sorry. so Moto so Two, Moto so Two, you got to ride Moto Two with the Moto GP feel. I mean, you're with one of the greatest teams, Mark VDS. They're going, come on, Lissy, we're gonna make you a champion. And all of a sudden, like, somebody goes, "Hey, we got to ride for you with the Isle of Man TT." Uh, D. De- Harrison said, "Hey, you want to ride his bike?" And you're like, "Huh? What's it gonna be? You gonna choose one?" T-t.
1: The TT. No, t-t. Yeah. Short <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. circuit for me, it's. I, don't get you wrong? I enjoy every second of it, but it, I need more. I need I need more? And the the roads is just a lot more. <laughs> like, and it, it it's just it just really 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 appeals to me more than it does. Like can like being able to just do circuits. I'll do circuits still, but the doing the roads on top of that is just a brilliant idea for me. And I I love the idea.
0: Honestly, I, I don't, I, that's why I love talking to you guys, because there's a certain level of passion with you guys. I mean, to just to race, period, you've got to have just that steel wheel to race, period. And then for you guys to go race the roads and do the demand TT, and like my producer, he doesn't understand it how it is. But, you know, it, how the, the danger of all that. I, mean, I love all of it, and just the fact that knowing that that's what you want to do and put yourself out there like that, I love that. I mean, I really, from the bottom of my heart, I do. So I'm going I'm, I'm to ask you some more questions before we have to get out of here, unfortunately. How'd you come up with the number 34? How'd, you, how'd that come about?
1: So that was from Kevin Schwantz, believe it or not. Look at my you. My dad... I know, I know. Because um, it was my dad's hero is, like... Dad's hero is Kevin Schwantz, but Rossi's hero is also Kevin Schwantz. So it was like, I kind of got to do it, and I? And <laughs> birthday. Is on the
0: third of November two thousand and four, so it's like third oh four. Look at you! Look, I'm get, I'm getting, I'm learning, I'm getting learned by you. I'm getting le- What Why did be young kids tell me everything? I'm, I'm, I don't know anything. I feel like I'm getting learned by you and her, man. Isn't she incredible, Wyatt? You just, you just don't know that much in general. Uh, I, I do know. too, Wyatt. No, okay, you can get out of here now. I mean, you ain't gotta do that in front of me like that, pal. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I, okay, so. Who is your... Do you, do you have any MotoGP heroes or BSB heroes?
1: Um, MotoGP heroes? I, I admire Marquez purely for his skill. His, his, his ability to be able to, like, the way that he saves things. Yeah. Like, most of um, it. But other than that, it would be Rossi, but he's not riding anymore. So it would have been Rossi or Marquez for you know I me. Mean? b s b would have been ben I haven't really got like i admire every single one of them for going out there and doing what they do because yeah. it's it's watch it in person yeah. they get it in some, like honestly the shape sometimes that their bikes go in it's like unreal um, <clears throat> but i look up to, I look up to every single one of the b s b group but um Ben wasn't at superbikes, but he was in stocks, so ben was the, the oh,
0: man okay. OK, so see, let me think, man, I, we went around the gamut. I, I thought I was going to get you with the TT question. That's the one I love the most. And the fact that you chose TT, you're a real UK. You're a real UK. I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. That's uh, man. We got time's got to come to an end. OK, here we go. What's your life goals now? Life goals. Life goals. Yeah. What do you want to do? Um, what do you want to achieve in your life? I know you're only 17. They're going to change. But what do you want to do? What is Lizzie Whitmore, number thirty-four, the Purple Princess, the Pride of Lincolnshire? What do you want to do?
1: <laughs> Honestly, I don't know. The qu- there's a very broad question. I don't know what I want to do with my life. Like, obviously, I want to be in the R.E.F. Want to raise the Island Man. Um, if the RAF fall, falls through, because I've got, um, I wear contact lenses, but I've got quite poor eyesight, so the eye thing might be a problem for me in the future. But if it's not, like, if, if it isn't. Being in the RAF or the forces, I'll find a job in nursing and stuff like that. I really want to be. Um, if I'm not obviously not in the RAF, I'll be um, trained, try and train to be an oncology nurse, so um, help people with cancer and things like that.
0: Um, well, the last thing I want uh, is a nurse with bad eyesight. I want you to have good eyesight. If I have to come to you and I'm in a hospital and you got bad eyesight, uh oh, and you stick the wrong vein <laughs> with a needle, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Put those, put those on for me, please.
1: <laughs> I can't actually see. Put oh, my contacts oh, this is really strange. But I look like Harry Potter when I put
0: them on. <laughs> You're the Harry Potter of racing. That's what I'm gonna call you, Lizzie the Big Cheese Whitmore. The Harry Potter of racing. That's what I'm gonna call you. <laughs> oh
1: dear. But um, I've got pretty good eyesight when I've got the contacts in and the glasses on. Um. But it's, as long as I can be in either two fields of work, I mean, sometimes that doesn't work out for everybody. Like the way that you want to, you say you want to be like an astronaut and you end up being an electrician or bricklayer or something. Um, But as long as I stay racing, that is life complete sort of thing.
0: Good for you. I mean it from the bottom I- of my heart, let I, I I have no doubt you're gonna do it. And like I said, I don't know where that not belief in yourself came from. That's a bunch of crap. I think you fed me because I can <laughs> I no, I from everything I've read and just talking to you, yeah, you're there. And you're gonna get there and you're gonna kick ass this year. I know you will. Matter of fact, I'm gonna say, mm, can I say victory this year? You're gonna take the championship this year in the three hundred sport in the three hundred? I I don't
1: think so. Well, I'll have a go, obviously. I'll try and do my best, but
0: Top five. Happens, happens. top
1: five,
0: top five. How about that. Top five. 15. Top 15? 15. How about top yeah, 10? Top. top 10. Let's set them goals high. Top 10. Hmm. Top 12.
1: Top 12.
0: Okay, listen. <laughs> okay, how about this? If you get top 10, I will come over to, I'll come up across the pond and we'll do a track day together and we'll race. How about that? If you get top. Oh, I
1: was going to a track day anyway.
0: Listen, just play along. If you get top 10, and we get top 10, I'll come over on a track day, and then we'll see who the person is. How about that?
1: try for a top 10 we'll just do our best that's all we can
0: do watch her get a top five Wyatt and then she come and she whoops my ass and I go over there and she, <laughs> and she, uh, seriously I, I mean that hey, I'm, I'm talking all this crap because she's across the pond but watch her just you know, annihilate me she'll get she'll, she'll finish in the top five she's playing coy she'll finish in the top five I come over there and she'll like lap me I know it's gonna happen whatever Lizzie whatever Lizzie <laughs> so listen I know we're gonna hey we gotta get out of here uh, tell people how they can help sponsor you and achieve your dreams here
1: so, um, Facebook, I've got a Facebook page. I've got an Instagram page. I've got a Twitter page. I've got a website. The easiest way to, to actually be able to sponsor me is either go to the pin post on my Facebook and follow the uh, website link or go to my Instagram and link in the bio. Um, on my website, it will come up with this page. If you scroll down, it says Sponsor Lissy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Click that follow it. Just keep following the instructions. You can either go glove Club 34 or join the, um, uh, or just pay to the PayPal and you can give as much or as little as you like with the PayPal, but Club 34 is £34. You get some goodies, you get uh, stickers and signs, photo, and uh, monthly updates for email.
0: Can't wait, man. You're hey, you're gonna kill it this year. I know you will. I am so happy to have talked to you because I I this is for the first time ever I talked to somebody who was just as excited to talk to me as I was to talk to them. And I hope I didn't disappoint you. You definitely didn't disappoint me. I'm I'm charged now. I'm ready. I, I kind of wanna like I want to race you, but I know you'd kill me, but I still want to race you. I really do. I mean, I know <laughs> you would I know you would lap me consecutively. But if you do come over here, we'll do go-karts. I'm really good at karting. So we'll I'm cart. I'm not bad at carting. Well, I know I read, I read your bio I read your bio. So hey, we'll cart. And hey, you better watch yourself. You, you know, don't do too cocky. Okay, don't let the don't let the this fool you. I'm pretty good at carting. Okay. I'm the I'm the black Lewis Hamilton. So listen. <laughs> I'm the black Lewis Hamilton. So yeah. <laughs> Lizzie, it has been a pleasure talking to you. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You have inspired me, and I hope people that watched. I hope you enjoy her. Click on the link. Support her and her racing dreams. I'm going to do it later on today, and I promise you I will. I'm not just saying that. I want, I want nothing but the best for you, but it's already happening. You're going to do it because you're, you're talking into existence right now. Thank you so much, Listie Whitmore. You are awesome, the Purple Princess. I appreciate you. Thank you so much for watching Tales from a Gemini. I appreciate you guys and everything. And like I say about this time, you know the word. Peace.